Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the side expert at NolanWrighton.com. That's a lot of dot coms, Kenneth, there in the first 20 seconds. But regardless... <laughs> that's, the, that's the internet-based world we live in. There you go. Amen. The internet rules overall <laughs> nowadays. But anyways, it's a special day here at the Locked on Stars podcast. Not only is it the first day of the Dallas Stars journey through the Stanley Cup playoffs, we've obviously just completed Stanley Cup qualifiers and round-robin action. Now it's time to go, Kenneth. The final 16 teams have been cemented in. The bracket is set, and it's time to roll. Dallas Stars taking on the Calgary Flames starting tonight. So it's a special day for that, Kenneth. But it's also a special day because guess what? It is our 100th episode here at Locked on Stars. Kenneth and I's 100th episode. We've hit the century mark here at the Locked on Stars podcast. Kenneth, it's about 95 episodes more than I thought we were going to do. Um, you have little faith. Well, you know, I just had, through the first few episodes, I'm like, ah, it's a little rusty. You know, we, we couldn't really get our timing down. We couldn't get any sort of back and forth flow going. And then my laptop would keep clunking out. I was like, this is just a lost cause. But look at us now. If 100 episode Josh, if five episode Josh could see 100 episode Josh now, would have been shocked. And the pause. Yeah, he'd be shocked that it, he'd be shocked that it took us four and a half months to get the other 95 episodes done. This is a fair point. <laughs> yeah, other Josh, five episode Josh probably would have been celebrating his 100 episodes in like late May. But here yeah. we are in August anyway. So. It's a special day, and Kenneth, as we were talking about a few weeks ago, hoping that he would all, he and I would always talk about saying, I really hope that 100th episode falls on a special day. And sure enough, here we are. We've got Dallas Stars playoff hockey today. We, we do, and we get to talk about a Dallas Stars win, which only happens once every five months. So, you know. <laughs> that's on average, yes. So if that's, if that's the case, I hope not, but if that's the case... We better, we better uh, enjoy it while we can here. But anyways, this is, I guess, kind of a double feature for y'all today. This is our first episode of the week. We haven't been able to talk about the final game of the round, Robin, yet. We're going to get to that in just a second. But this episode going out early Tuesday morning or maybe even late Monday night. Kenneth and I are recording it late Monday night right now. But we'll see when it goes out. But then following that, we will have another episode out for you tomorrow early afternoon Mike Heike, the senior staff writer at DallasStars.com, will be joining us. We love hikes. Can't wait to tell. Can't wait to say, "Hey, Heike, Kenneth." I cannot wait to say it. Just with a lot of enthusiasm. I just got done with a wedding week, and so I'm gonna sleep really good tonight after hosting and best man duties and all that. But cannot wait to dive in with and preview the first round with Mike Heike tomorrow on from DallasStars.com on episode 101. But Kenneth. Before we get to that episode, we've got a jam-packed episode here for y'all today. We have a little bit to talk about regarding this past weekend, a little bit to talk about regarding the round robin overall, and then we'll do a quick preview of Stars Flames, and then we'll obviously let Mike Heike take care of the rest later today with us. But Kenneth, we're going to go ahead and dive in with Sunday night, or Sunday afternoon rather, because we did not get a chance to get into that game yet. This is our first episode of the week, but the Dallas Stars wrapping up their round robin play with a win, which, as you said, Kenneth, instead of picking up a 10th straight loss in three different formats, regular season games, exhibition games, round-robin games, Stars getting a 2-1 to win in the shootout 
against the St. Louis Blues to close out round robin play, give the Stars a 1-2-0 record. Blues, as shocking as it sounds, Kenneth, finishing 0-2-1 in the round robin, not picking up a win. The yep. Bruins not picking up a win either. So both one seeds falling all the way to the four spot to start the playoffs. Stars ascending one, uh, ascending one spot. And as we said, Kenneth, a week or two ago, they'll take whatever they can get at this point. They were playing... As you said, playing with house money, they weren't losing anything in this round, Robin. They weren't going to drop any further. So getting up one spot's great, but a 2-1 to win, Kenneth. And, you know, losing a 10th straight game would have been potentially catastrophic for this team. But getting that 2-1 to win in the shootout against a rival right before playoffs start, that was a big win on multiple levels. Yeah, I would just like to get this out in the open. Uh, you reminded me of it, but I did call this. I uh, When we did yes, our roundtable, round-robin yes. predictions, I, I said the Stars would uh, lose to Vegas and Colorado and beat the Blues. Uh, now, I did say they would go 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and they went 1-2-0, oh, so a little bit off there. Can I what? come to you for betting advice? No, no wait. Nope. It works for negative. the NCAA. Do not, te- do not tweet or text Kenneth about any betting advice for the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. <laughs> but, That's um, just a disclaimer. But yeah, so it, it was a, it was a good win for Dallas, and I think if on the surface, if you look at it, um, the, the the points aren't necessarily as big a deal as you thought they might be going into the game. They knew who their opponents would be with the two different outcomes. If they lost the game, they'd have faced Vancouver. If they won the game, they'd face Calgary. You know, that's those were kind of equal, one and the same. I don't think they they right. necessarily had a preference of opponent. Maybe Vancouver, if you're looking at matchups, but but either way, they avoided yeah. probably the two they really would have wanted to avoid, which was Edmonton and Nashville, I think. And and so once those guys are eliminated, I don't think I don't think the the win or loss changes much there. But what it does change is this was a team that was struggling to basically stay above the surface right there, struggling right. To, to kind of keep afloat. Um, you you look at their their previous games, you look against Nashville, shut out in the exhibition game. Actually, you can go back all the way to the regular season. You know, they, they had lost six straight in the regular season. They play Nashville in the exhibition, get shut out. Then they play Vegas. They basically get shut out for the first and third periods, have an offensive kind of breakout in the second period, but then collapse in the third, blow a two-goal lead. And then they play Colorado, and Colorado just skated circles around them. And so you, you dive into this Blues game. There was a lot on the line, and obviously they pick up that 2-1 win. Robert Thomas scoring for the Blues on the first shot of the game for St. Louis. Uh, three minutes, 43 seconds into the first period. It was a nice shot. Beat Hudobin uh, over his shoulder. And then if you wanted to see a lot of goals, you probably could have turned the TV off for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Um, there was not much going you could, on. You and- could- if you wanted a lot of goals, Kenneth, you could have just turned the game off or flipped to another. There was only one other game later that day, but you could have just flipped to something else, a replay of another game. But uh, Joe Pavelski ties the game back up uh, with 32 seconds to go. The, the Stars had pulled Kudobin, so they were uh, empty net. Nice job. It was a great shot by Pavelski. He was actually a sports yeah. team top 10 play um, that, that night. Uh, that, and Jamie so Ben with the screen and shield. Yeah, that was a nice job. Getting in front of Jake Allen, but covering his face in case the puck came after him. It was it was a nice job by Ben. Good goal, sent it to OT. Uh, A quick OT, not a single whistle during overtime. Stars had a couple of good chances, uh, specifically Miro Haskinen feeding Rope Hints in the in the overtime period. Um, Hints had a really good opportunity, couldn't put it on net. Goes to the shootout. Kudobin sparkling in a shootout, stops all three Blues players, uh, Blues shooters, and the star score uh, via Dennis Gurionov. Nice little job, just fed it five hole on Jake Allen. So it was a big win, and and you look at the you look obviously on the surface. This is a team that needed some momentum. 
going right. into the first round yes. of playoffs. And then you look at the stat sheet, and I think they were the better team. If you watch the game, I think they were the better team, and I think the stat yeah. sheet reflects that. I, I, I totally agree there. And at this time of year, regardless of whether it's mid-April or mid-August, right before the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, you want to be entering with as much momentum as possible. If you think about last year, even in the grand scheme of things, post-All-Star break, the Stars were on a wicked tear uh, moving into the playoffs, and then even though they were taking on the top seed in the Central Division and the Nashville Predators, they still felt as though, and even a lot of analysts were giving them credit, saying the Stars have a good chance to win this series because they're hot right now, because they have energy, they have momentum, they have the motivation and the will to win, and to get that in the game against a division rival, Kenneth, and to know that you stopped that division rival from getting a single win in the round robin. So the Blues are now entering the playoffs on a three-game skid, taking on the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Stars, meanwhile, taking on the Calgary Flames in round one. And like you said, you look at the stat sheet, 0 for 6 on the power play is kind of rough, and it was kind of sloppy here and there, Kenneth, but 5 for 5 on the penalty kill, that's a positive. Not the most physical game, only 25 combined hits between the two teams. Most of the time, when the Stars and Blues get together, these are big, heavy physical games, a lot more open ice in that game against the Blues. Tyler Sagan not out there. Ben Bishop not out there. Both were unfit to play, but as Rick Bonus said on Monday in a Zoom call, both are healthy, and they'll see what, to, quote-unquote, see what tomorrow brings. So not necessarily sure if that means they'll both be in the lineup or if one of them will be in the lineup. We'll have to see Matt DeFranks, uh, our, our good friend Matt DeFranks from the Dallas Morning News, tried to pry it out of Rick Bonus, see if Ben Bishop was starting in net and could not get it. So... We love you, Matt. Uh, I would have told Matt who's starting in net, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Kenneth, would you have? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I was just 100%. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. But anyways, we got a lot more to talk about coming up in the second and third blocks here on the Locked On Stars podcast. We'll bring it to you in just a moment. With the ever-increasing numbers of vehicle makes and models out there, it's impossible for your traditional chain storefront to store all the parts you might need. You have to go to these stores, you have to talk to the guy behind the counter, he has to order the parts on his computer, he only can choose the brand that his warehouse carries. You don't need to go through any of that. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com, it's a family-owned business. They've served auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com. They're always reliably low. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car and truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Back here at the Lockdown Stars podcast. Happy Tuesday to all of you out there. This is episode one of a double feature on this Tuesday because it's a special day. Kenneth, we've not only got Dallas Stars playoff hockey coming down the pipeline today at 4.30 p.m. on Fox Sports Southwest Plus and on NBC Sports Network. Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames dropping the puck on game one of what should be an exciting seven-game series 
or four game series or five game, whatever, up to seven games, Kenneth, as little as four games. We're back to the regular playoff format moving forward. But Kenneth, before we get to that playoff, and also the other special thing, it is our 100th episode if you did not catch that in the A block. Kenneth, we need to get like t-shirts made or something, koozies. We need to commemorate this moment. I'll let you handle that. Perfect. Then I will push it off to episode 200 or 300. Maybe a thousand. Who knows? Um, regardless, happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. We're wrapping up Stars Round Robin play, as we just talked about for a few minutes. Uh, Stars picking up a two to one shootout win against the St. Louis Blues. Joe Pavelski scoring the game tying goal in the third period. That was his 50th career playoff goal. Late in the third period, I might add, 32 seconds left to be exact, with Anton Hudobin on the bench, the 6-on-5 advantage. And then Dennis Gurionov scoring the lone goal in the shootout, Anton Hudobin stopping all three shooters from St. Louis to pick up that big, important win, that that motivational win, that momentum-inducing win, hopefully. That is the hope, that is the expectation for this Dallas Stars team as they finally, as the... They, as they said in the Zoom call, Kenneth, they finally got back to their game. They got back to playing that stingy, low-scoring style that we've come to know the Dallas Stars. Uh, we've come to know that as their identity, especially in the past two seasons. Yeah, I, I think they, it, it was much more of the Dallas Stars we've seen. And I think I think the one another positive that you can take away is I think the things that they were reportedly working on offensively in training camp, you saw a little bit against Vegas. I think you saw it a little bit against St. Louis. Obviously, didn't quite come to fruition in the way that you would hope. Obviously, only scored the one goal in regulation. Um, but offensively, especially in that third period, they really, I mean, they sat on St. Louis. Uh, it was The puck was almost constantly in St. Louis's zone. St. Louis really just had time to kind of break it out dump it in and get a change in and I thought the stars did well there um it, it wasn't wasn't the cleanest game ever uh obviously both teams took a lot of penalties uh St. Louis took six stars going on six power plays Blues went on five power plays both teams were a little bit sloppy stars power play wasn't great early um but as a whole I thought the stars played with energy and intensity and that's the thing that we've I think when when fans and people who cover the team like us when when we've criticize the team for these round robin games in this exhibition it's not necessarily been the end result it's been the lack of intensity and the lack of kind of fight to kind of push back into the games uh, and I think you saw that against St. Louis even when St. Louis went up one nothing, and you could kind of feel that dread of all right here we go again uh, they they kind of turned it on pushed back and, and they got better as the game wore on um, what you didn't see earlier in the round robin and I think you know when you talk about Momentum. The momentum not only is going to come from seeing that W, uh, seeing that little check in the win column, but I think it's going to come from going. Okay, we we know we can hold teams without you know without goals. We can we can shut teams down. St. Louis took 22 shots during the game, uh, shots on goal. You can shut teams down and still play a possessive offensive style of hockey, which the Stars tried to do. If they hit a few of their chances, they're up three or four goals probably in that game. I think they, they missed a couple of ones they probably wish they had back. And then you have to credit Jake Allen, too. He was really nice. He was really good in net. Uh, stopped 37 of 38. So as a whole, though, it was a it was a different team than what you saw against Colorado, and that it had to be. You had to see a different performance from that game to this one, and I think you did, and I think that's why you can feel a little bit positive if you're Dallas going into this series against Calgary. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you had not had that win, this 
there would be a lot of doom and gloom, especially on Dallas Stars Twitter, yeah. and even, I'm sure, with plenty of NHL analysts and reporters all around the league, seeing a Dallas Stars team that had not won a game since February 25th, trying to go up against Calgary Flames team that just won an elimination series pretty handedly, Kenneth, against the Winnipeg Jets in round one. Uh, or, well, I guess uh, round pre-round one, the, the Stanley Cup qualifying round. So, regardless, though, impressive win by the Dallas Stars. And definitely one that we... Uh, definitely a performance that we want to see more of because this is the Dallas Stars team that we've come to know, the Dallas Stars team that we've known to win games. And a lot of games, actually. Enough games to get you into the top four in the Western Conference at the time of the pause. And so, as the, that round robin kind of came to a close... On Sunday night, we now know the final standings in the Western Conference. Golden Knights finishing first place in the West with an undefeated 3-0-0 record. Colorado Avalanche, their only loss coming to the Golden Knights. They're 2-1-0. Dallas, meanwhile, 1-2-0. And St. Louis going 0-2-1 to round out the West. Then Eastern Conference, similar look. First place falling to fourth. Boston Bruins at 0-3-0 in fourth place. Washington Capitals at 1-1-1 in third. Tampa Bay Lightning going 2-1-0. And the Philadelphia Flyers picking up the 3-0-0 sweep. Kenneth, they've now won, I think it's, I want to say 12 of their past 13 games. The Flyers yeah, they look, won. they look good. They look really good. 13, or 13 of their past 14, if you include the exhibition game. They're looking good. Carter Hart's looking calm and comfortable in net. But now the real test is on. Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up starting today, starting this afternoon and this evening on the all, all across rather the NHL in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Handful of games coming out today, including the Dallas Stars at 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Kenneth, up in Edmonton at Rogers Place. Stars taking on the Calgary Flames. Now, this is an interesting matchup, and we've got plenty to talk about regarding this matchup, and we don't have a whole lot of time because, as we said, puck drops in a few minutes. The Stars wrapped up the round robin just, I guess you could say, a matter of hours ago. Can Less than 48 hours ago, Stars wrapping up the round robin. They're already diving into playoffs now. We'll talk more about this first-round matchup, just what makes it significant, what are could be kind of the game-breakers, the X-factors regarding this Stars and Flames first-round showdown. More of that when the Locked on Stars podcast continues in a moment. Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast, wrapping up this Tuesday or Monday, whatever the exact classification is, Kenneth. We're recording on Monday night. 95% of the people that listen to this, maybe 99%, or maybe 100, depending on when it actually goes out. We'll hear it on Tuesday. So, regardless, happy early part of the week. Uh, we hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com. We're Talking a little, talking as much Dallas Stars hockey as we can now because obviously we're back to five episodes a week. Playoffs are well underway. First round begins tonight between the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames, and so we've got a lot to talk about. But Kenneth, when you look at this this series, this is an interesting one. Now, on the one hand, the Stars have not met up with the Calgary Flames in a long time. They've played them three times this season. All three games came before Christmas, and the Stars finished with a 1-1-1 record altogether against the Flames this season. Meanwhile, 
They have not played a Pacific Division team in the playoffs since 2014 when they played the Anaheim Ducks. That's what That was the series that broke the five-year playoff drought. And so there's a lot that goes into this series. And when you try to scout it, it's an interesting one because you only have three, uh, I guess, three... Three scenarios, three situations to look at, three different games to look at between these two teams during the regular season, and all three kind of have an outlier attached to them. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's there's an outlier, and that's I think we learned from this from the round robin from the qualifying series. There were it's hard to tr- to kind of extrapolate anything out from the regular season and apply yeah. it to what we saw. I mean, if you had said, yeah. "Hey, St. Louis is going to go oh two and one and and get beat pretty handily a couple of times right. in in terms of how they looked on the ice. I don't think people necessarily would have believed you. Uh, you look at the Bruins for sure going 0-3-0. I don't think people would have told you that was that was going to happen. So I think it's hard to translate what you saw in the regular season to what you saw now in terms of head-to-heads and everything like that. Now, largely these teams are still the same teams. Um, you know, you, we saw from the Stars, the strengths are still the strengths, the flaws are still the flaws. That won't have changed. Um, but in terms of trying to translate head-to-head stuff to now, it's probably a pretty difficult task just because the energy levels are different, the intensity levels are different, and, and the chemistry just isn't quite the same as it was, say, middle of the season, February, March. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, the 1-1-1, one, one, and one, they had the game back against the Flames in October. I believe it was their, uh, I want to say their sixth game of the season. Um, one, two, yes, so so fifth, fifth game of the season. No, sixth. No, fifth. Fifth. Fifth game of the season, Kenneth. And that was a game obviously riddled by injuries. The Stars had a couple early season injuries to deal with. I believe Joel Lesperance even scored a goal in that game. But regardless... It's an odd situation, because you cannot put a whole lot of stock into those games. Not only that, but in two of the three games between the two teams this season, different head coaches than there are now. Different head coaches were behind the bench with Jim Montgomery and Bill Peters. Now Rick Bonus and Geoff Ward are... Are, are the head coaches and so yeah. while there may not be entirely different styles especially between Jim Montgomery and Rick Bonus as we know the teams do will play a bit differently and with a four month layoff almost five month layoff in between there's bound to be a different look to both teams now we do have a small sample size that we've seen round robin play we've seen Stanley Cup qualifiers play we've seen how these two teams do in this new in this revised format and so, Kenneth, as you kind of look down the line, there are a couple different, I guess, X factors, game breakers that might come into play with this uh, with this first round series. We obviously know that Ben Bishop is always an X factor for the Dallas Stars in the playoffs. Jamie Ben, on the other hand, we talked about him prior to the playoffs beginning. Sean Shapiro mentioned him as one of the primary X factors that. If he gets going, the team is going to get going as well. So it's, I think it's going to be interesting because we don't have a whole lot of time to prepare for this, to preview, to scout out the teams. And not only do us, you know, podcasters and writers and analysts not have a whole lot of time to look at the opposition, but coaching staffs don't have a whole lot of time to look at the opposition too. As we mentioned, Rick Bonus and his coaching staff were preparing for the Blues on Saturday. That was three days ago, and now they're yeah. already digging into a, a playoff series with their now their lives are on the line. There's no 
safety net anymore. There's no, if we lose this, not a big deal, just a little bit of lost momentum. These games actually mean something, and as we know, the first four games already scheduled out, including a back-to-back between games two and three on Thursday and Friday. So that's three games in four days, With obviously with the revised bubble format for this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. There is a bit of a time crunch trying to get the playoffs done as soon as possible, but also in the best way possible, Kenneth. You don't want it to be uh, an un, an unfair advantage to any teams, or I guess you don't want to take away the the what's the what's what's the word I'm looking for? Come on, I, I can't. I couldn't tell. Oh my you. gosh, the, <laughs> I couldn't not, tell. Not you. the tradition, but the I think they use I think they use the word with baseball a lot when they're trying to change the rules. You you you're trying to take away the I don't know. Regardless, integrity. There we go. That's the one. You don't want to take away the integrity of the game. <laughs> Uh, by, you know, cramming it in. But at the same time, they have to kind of find this happy balance, Kenneth. And so, very interesting setup between the Stars and the Calgary Flames. Assuming Cam Talbot is in net for the Flames. Ben Bishop and potentially Anton Hudobin. And even on Calgary's side, David Ridge. You might end up seeing all four goaltenders play within those first three or four games. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident you'll see the stars use both guys. Uh, Anton Hudobin, I think he, I think he did himself some favors with that performance against St. Louis. Uh, I think I think you'd be confident going into that third that second game of the back to back, third game of the series, if you felt like you really wanted to maybe uh, give Ben Bishop a rest or, or whoever you know starts the front end of that, you could. And I think you'd be you'd be very confident based off of his track record over the past two seasons. But you know that he's playing well. He looks pretty good against St. Louis. Um, so I think you would be confident. I, I'm fairly confident that you would see both of them in the first three games. One thing that I think is going to be interesting to watch about the scheduling is obviously these these teams are all playing in the same arenas, the same rink, same ice. And I think one thing we saw was that the ice in Edmonton a few times, especially with the later games in the day, was not quite what you're used to in terms of the caliber, how, how clean it was, anything like that. And, and I think you saw a lot of guys... It, there were times that it felt like maybe the ice was contributing to a little bit of the sloppiness, some guys losing their footing more often than you would normally see. So one thing I'm interested to see is if that trend continues. The Stars, the game one against Calgary will be the first game on the ice in Edmonton tomorrow. Um, so they should have fresh ice. It should be like any other game. Um, but the games two and three, they've got the they've got the late game. So they're going to have the second game on the ice. So I'm interested to see if there's a difference there at all. And then game four, they've got the first game on the ice for game four. Um, so that's I think that's kind of a weird thing. That I, it, it may mean nothing. Uh, but it's a weird thing you would never have in a normal playoff situation. You would never have two teams in the postseason playing on ice three hours after two other teams just finished playing a full playoff game on that same ice. You would never have that. Um, so that's going to be an interesting addition. As far as the teams go, we know how Dallas plays. They're going to live and die by their defense and their goaltending. I think St. Louis right. uh, was was kind of... Uh, I guess it kind of reinstilled some of that uh, confidence you have in those two aspects of their games. Against St. Louis, the defense did not look great. Now Colorado has, has done that to a lot of teams, uh, made their defense not look very good. Um, but even when you go back to the third period against Vegas, the defense did not look very good. Um, some uncharacteristic mistakes. So I think you got a little bit of that confidence back. But this team's going to live and die by how that defense plays. And you look at Calgary during the regular season, they can score goals, but they are not what you would – 
consider a top-notch goal-scoring team. Uh, they finished 20th in the NHL in goals four per game at 2.91. They're pretty much middle of the road in goals allowed. They finished 15th at 3.06, tied with the Chicago Blackhawks. So maybe a, there's a little bit more of a familiar frame of reference, I guess, um, for Stars fans to kind of relate to. So in terms of in terms of this isn't you're not facing a Colorado Avalanche kind of team. So I think the Stars are going to benefit from that in terms of defense. But but it's going to be interesting to see are all the kinks ironed out. Maybe maybe the 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 kind of the focus on the offensive side of stuff for the defensemen has contributed to some of the mistakes we saw in the first two games. You know you don't know, um, but that's got to be on point if the Stars want any hope of making a deep run, even looking past Calgary. That defense and goaltending has got to be on top notch. And then you talked about. The guys that have to step up. It's the names that we know. It's the names we've talked about. Uh, Matt DeFranks, we kind of talked about the five or six big players. And, and Matt put it out on the line. He said it's it, we, it's the top two. Tyler Sagan, yeah. Jamie Benn, they've got to get going offensively. I think things were better. Tyler looked better against Colorado. He had five shots on goal against Colorado, and cut, including a couple of two, two back-to-back real and tight. Um, didn't score, but looked more noticeable. And then I thought Jamie looked better against St. Louis. Had a little bit more of a net front presence, a little bit more physicality in the offensive zone. But they've got to start producing points and goals for this team if if Dallas wants to uh, wants to make it out of the first round. Frankly, absolutely. And that that's that's the big key. Is as we know, defense and goaltending for the Stars. It showed up on Sunday, and guess what? The Dallas Stars got a win especially against a very good St. Louis Blues team that has had their number for the better part of the past year. And so we've got we've got an intriguing setup here, Kenneth. I, I, it's a good point with, obviously, the ice conditions, especially as we get deeper and deeper into the Stanley Cup playoffs, depending on how far the Dallas Stars go. But at the same time, the Calgary Flames have not played since August 6th when they sweat or when they completed their series against the Winnipeg Jets with a 4 nothing win, a 3-1 to series win against Winnipeg. Meanwhile, the Stars, as we said, have played two days ago. So, is the extended break better, Kenneth? Is the short rest, quick turnaround better? We're going to have to see. Will Ben Bishop and Tyler Sagan be able to play tonight? That's another question that we're still waiting for an answer on. But there's a lot of question marks going into Game 1, and that's I guess that's part of the excitement in this year's revised playoffs, Kenneth. It's part of the chaotic nature of... But at times, chaos can be fun. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I think you know, obviously, Rick Bonus uh, pretty coy with his answers about Ben Bishop and Tyler Shagan. But then we got a video from the Dallas Stars uh, official Twitter account of Ben Bishop in net during practice. Um, so I think that's that's a positive sign to see him. We know we know since training camp, he's had a number of days where he either worked off ice or before practice or whatever, um, or did it. You know, so to see him on the ice in practice. I think is a positive sign. And then you hope that whatever's going on with Tyler Sagan, we really don't have any idea. Uh, he missed the exhibition against Nashville, played against Vegas and Colorado, and then missed against St. Louis. You're hoping that that's more, maybe more uh, a rest thing. If he's got, you know, he's had some injury struggles uh, in the past, within the past few years. And so maybe this is just a rest thing. You know, maybe it's one of those things you went into St. Louis and you go, okay, winning this game is not a must win anymore. We were playing Vancouver, Calgary, you know, we're not having to avoid Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl with Edmonton or avoid the Predators. So, you know, we can take a chance and, and have Tyler rest and make sure he's fully ready to go. You know, we don't know. We're trying to kind of draw that out. Um, but it'll be interesting. It's been hectic. It's been chaotic. I think the the exciting thing to see for a hockey fan 
um, somebody who's just a fan of the game, is the, the players still very much take this seriously. Uh, this is not, you know, if there's any question as to whether players would recognize this as legitimate postseason play, I think that's been answered when you looked at the intensity that these guys have had uh, throughout the qualifying rounds and the round, not not as much maybe the round robin, just because those were a different kind of setup, but the qualifying rounds, elimination games were nuts. Guys were going all out. You saw a lot of physicality, a lot of energy. And I think that's a positive sign for the rest of the postseason. Absolutely, because now, like I said, no more safety nets for anybody. Every game matters. Every goal matters going forward. And that's what the Stanley Cup playoffs are all about. So, Kenneth, should be a fun series, should be a hard-hitting series. Flames are a big team that really likes to clog the uh, clog the offensive zone, clog the center of the ice, and really make things difficult on teams to score. So it should be interesting to see how the Dallas Stars offense goes up against that and, in turn, how their defense retaliates against the Calgary offense. But before we close this one out, Kenneth, and, of course, we have another episode that will be coming out in just a few hours with Mike Heike of DallasStars.com. We'll have him on, preview the first round against the Calgary Flames, get his thoughts on how the Stars could fare, how their offense looks, how their defense will play up or stand up to the Calgary offense and certainly, obviously, probably get his predictions too, Kenneth, on what he thinks the series will bring for the Stars, ultimately, if it's an advancement or an exit. But, Kenneth, before we go, we have to make our own predictions before we hang up here. So I'm going to go ahead and start it out because I I know you may have to uh, think over yours for just another minute. But considering the second round is reseeding, we're not going to predict the whole playoffs here tonight. We're just going to predict the first round of the playoffs. So starting in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia Flyers versus the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to give our winners and how many games it's going to take. I have you want to go. You want to go, okay. you want to go game yes. by game. You do. You do Philly Montreal. I do Philly Montreal. Or series by series. Let's do that. Sure, that works for me. Okay, in the Eastern Conference, we'll we'll save the West for last. Philadelphia Flyers taking on the Montreal Canadiens. I have the Flyers winning that one in. Six, Kenneth. I think Carey Price steals a game or two for them, but I think Philly gets it in six moves on to round two. I think Philly's a really dangerous team. You talked about how yeah. good they've been dating back to the regular season. I'm going to go Philadelphia in five in that series. Awesome. Okay, moving on. Tampa Bay Lightning versus Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, this is the rematch, Kenneth, from 2019. And so, do the, do the <laughs> Lightning have some bad blood and some bad memories? Of course they do. Uh, these rosters are still the Tampa rosters, pretty much the pretty much the same, besides uh, two or three players here and there. Columbus rosters had a bit of an overhaul, especially after going heavy at the 2019 deadline. But this time around, I do see Tampa prevailing, and I know people are going to be like, "Why would you count out the Blue Jackets? They did it last year; they'll do it again." Give me Tampa in six. I'm going to agree with you right there, Tampa in six. I think. I don't think this is a St. Louis Blues Dallas Stars situation where Columbus is just going to have Tampa's number. I think uh, I think Tampa wins this one in six. Yes, and so that should make for an interesting second round with those top two seeds. Now, Washington Capitals versus New York Islanders. Now, this is interesting because this is Barry Trotz versus his former team. This is Barry Trotz versus his Stanley Cup winning team back in 2018. But at the same time, the Islanders struggled a bit. They were in a, a bit of a free fall at the time, or leading up to the pause, but then getting a, a pretty commanding win over the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup qualifiers. Capitals going 1-1-1 one, one, and one in the round robin in the Eastern Conference. So an interesting matchup, Kenneth, interesting balance here, but I'm going to go ahead and take Capitals in seven. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting game. There's a lot of different storylines, and, and that always makes for entertaining hockey. Uh, I think I, I think I'm going to go Islanders in seven. I think this is a okay. close series that could go either way. Uh, and I, I think 
maybe go for the underdog here and, and, and see New York take it in seven. That works. Well, now I'm going for the underdog in the next series, and that's going to shock people here. Well, maybe it won't. I don't know. You know, if if you've been watching, and especially if you watch the Stanley Cup qualifiers and the round robin, you know that w- this team is coming in with a lot of momentum against their opponent. That would be the Carolina Hurricanes coming in with a lot of momentum going up against the Boston Bruins in round one. Kenneth, I'm taking the Hurricanes in seven. I, I do believe that the Hurricanes are going to finish this one off, or actually move on to the second round. They had a promising year last year. It looked really dangerous in that first round against the New York Rangers. Give me the Hurricanes in seven on this one. I'm, I'm a bit torn on this one. I, I think this is a, for me, is this this is a, a matter of, do you think Boston is what they were during the regular season, or do you think they are what we've seen uh, during the bubble? I think I'm going yeah. gonna, gonna to believe that they can right the ship and, and get back to their winning ways. I'm going to go Boston in six. Awesome. Moving on to the Western Conference. Vegas Golden Knights versus Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, it was fun to see the Blackhawks create some chaos, as they always love to do, and take down the Edmonton (laughs) Oilers and the Stanley Cup qualifiers. But give me the Vegas Golden Knights in five, Kenneth. Uh, 100% agree there. Vegas looks good. Uh, They've got a good goalie tandem. They've got the weapons. Mark Stone is playing great hockey right now. I'm going to go Vegas in five as well. Moving on, second seed versus the seventh seed, Colorado Avalanche taking on the Arizona Coyotes. Once again, very fast, high-flying, dangerous team are the Colorado Avalanche. And yes, I love Arizona's hashtag and howl yeah, and I really do like their goaltending tandem with Darcy Kemper and Auntie Ranta. But I'm going to go ahead and take Colorado in five as well. Yeah, I think I, I did this in the in the qualifying round, so I'll do it here. If there's a series that I think could be a sweep, I think it's this one. I, I think Colorado, not saying that they are that much better than Arizona, but they have that ability to be when they're skating well, they are they are un, unstoppable really offensively. Yeah. Kale McCarr looks great. You look at the rest of that lineup, you look at that top line, it's phenomenal. I'm gonna go Colorado in five, but like I said, I'm gonna put a little asterisk there. If there's a sweep in this first round, I think it comes from that series. I like it. Now moving on to the one that you're probably all very interested in: Dallas Stars. No, let's say that. Let's say that for last. Let's go. Let's go. St. Louis. Okay. Vancouver okay. All right. We'll move to the four versus five seed. St. Louis Blues taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Kenneth, I I, I talked to you plenty about this, but going into the final round robin game, saying I think Dallas. Would be would count their blessings if they were given Vancouver as a first round opponent. I feel the same way for the Blues. I think the Blues win this one in five. Yeah, I think I think the Blues. I think they're a better team than what we've seen. You know, they've lost a couple of close close games. They lost to the Avalanche with 0.1 seconds left. They gave up a goal to Joe Pavelski with 32 seconds left to take it to OT. Lost in the shootout. I think they're still a very good hockey team. Uh, I think Jordan Bennington is, is still a quality goalie. Jake Allen yeah. has shown his ability to stay uh, stay hot as he kind of dominated Dallas in that third-round robin game. I'm going to go St. Louis in six in this one. I think Vancouver could sneak a game or two. I like Markstrom in goal, but I think, I think it's St. Louis in six. I like that. And finally, now the one that everyone's been looking forward to, Dallas Stars taking on the Calgary Flames in the first round. Kenneth, my prediction. Now, you can make friends is, or enemies right here. Here we go. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I can make a lot of enemies here. No, this is the this is on the basis that the Dallas Stars are going to continue the the play and the energy level and the intensity they had in the St. Louis Blues game. They're going to carry it into this series. I have the Dallas Stars winning this series in 6. I do believe that their goaltending tandem is going to shine, especially with the back-to-back coming up. Ben Bishop and Anton Jobin both play big roles in the Stars' win. It's going to be a low-scoring series. 
as we know Calgary not the most threatening offensive team during the regular season neither were the Stars both really quality defensive teams but I think the Stars have the upper hand in that realm I think Stars win this one in six a lot of a lot of two to one and three to one three to two games but Dallas Stars take the first round series against the Flames in six yeah, I, I think I think I'm going to agree with you there. Dallas in six. Here's why: I I think if Dallas can play defense the way that we know they can, I don't think Calgary does. I don't think they quite have the offensive firepower to put it past Dallas on their best day. I, I, they're not Colorado. They're not Vegas. They Obviously, they did well against the Jets, but the Jets don't have uh, the goalie unit or the defensive unit that the Stars do. I think the defense holds up, gets Dallas out of the first round in six games. Should be fun, Kenneth. It should be a blast. The, the chaos is coming. The chaos has just begun in the Stanley Cup qualifiers. Now, a, f- a full new wave is likely coming here in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs because that's what the playoffs are all about. That's what hockey playoffs are all about. That's why we're excited. That's why we're ready to go. That's why we'll be here every day for the next few weeks giving you all the Dallas Stars content you could need and NHL content overall. Should be an exciting time. Kenneth, Cannot wait to get into it. Once again, we will be with Mike Heike later. Mike Heike of DallasStars.com will be on Lockdown Stars with us for episode 101, talking this series against Calgary Flames. Just what's going to make, just going to what's going to make or break the series for the Stars and Flames, the X factors, and who's overall going to win in my in Heike's eyes, the Dallas Stars guru himself. So can't wait to talk to him. We will once again talk to y'all later today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow after game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs between, or rather the first round, between the Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames. That's all we've got for this Monday slash Tuesday episode. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all safe. We'll talk to you soon.